Hello, and welcome to 12 Days of Biohacking Gifts. I am so excited that you are either watching on YouTube or listening on my podcast. This is the first time I am doing a big holiday campaign where I feature a bunch of different brands that I love and use myself as a biohacker and a nutritionist. And you get to win prizes every single day for 12 days. So there's a bunch of different things coming like supplements, tech, uh, different devices, different creams, like all sorts of things that are really paving the way in the biohacking space right now. And today is day one. This is the kickoff day and I am starting it with none other than Buy Optimizers and we are featuring their magnesium product. So first of all, the giveaway is now live on my Instagram account. You can go and enter. All of the details will be listed there of who can enter and when you can enter. The giveaway is up for seven days. So go for it right now. You know, you have seven days, but still enter if you want. And you actually win six of these bottles, which is a lot. Like that is a ton of magnesium. Each bottle has 60 caps in it. So that's going to last you a long time. But this is my favorite magnesium to use. And before we get to this interview, I'll just quickly tell you that this has seven different types of magnesium in it. So it's full spectrum magnesium, which is actually really hard to find on the market at this point. So go ahead, enter the giveaway. It will be linked below in the description of this video and also on the show notes on my podcast. And enjoy this interview as we kind of discuss how magnesium is used in the body, why it's important, and why so many of us are deficient in it. And if you want to buy this and you don't win the giveaway and you just want to get it anyway, my discount code is also linked below so that you can get it and try it because honestly, this is the best. I take two a day right now. When I'm stressed or not sleeping well, I take more just to really support the body. But we get into that in the interview. So enjoy and come back tomorrow for day two. Okay, welcome to another day of 12 Days of Biohacking Gifts. I am super excited about this one because we are talking about everything magnesium. So if you want to enter the giveaway that is associated with today, it is on my Instagram. You can do that live now. And today we are talking with Wade Lightheart from Bioptimizers. So welcome, Wade. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I know that you have like multiple supplements that your company has, but today I just want to focus on magnesium. So first of all, why, first of all, why did you even come out with a magnesium product in the first place? Well, magnesium is the most common deficiency of any mineral in the whole mineral kingdom. And then there's a, a, a lot of evidence that electromagnetic pollution, which we're all subjected to on massive levels also increases our requirements for magnesium and it's involved in over 300 processes inside the body and when i burned out essentially from being a serial entrepreneur and traveling the world i was running three companies at the time training and dieting and doing all these kind of things and when i tested on a spectra cell test and i recommend that for everyone it showed that i was deficient in magnesium even though i was taking magnesium i thought that's weird <laughs> and so long story short my business partner matt and i we got together and we decided to go deep into the research. We found Charles Poliquin, who trained gold medalists in 27 different Olympic sports, as well as the hoo-hoo of professional sports. And he used four different types of magnesium to alleviate the stress of competition and to improve the recovery rates of his high-performing athletes. 
Well, unfortunately, Charles died and we couldn't consult with him directly. So that we was like, okay, well, let's go to the next level. And so we went out and bought every single magnesium there was on them that we could get our hands onto. And that was a lot. And then we started testing them individually and then in conjunction. And then eventually we turned that researcher research over to our Birch International University in Croatia, where we have PhDs and master students doing a whole bunch of tests on how things work to craft what we felt was the best magnesium product in the market that it, it turned out if you combine seven different types of magnesium, they could be uptaken by virtually every part of the body because different magnesiums will be more likely to go into different parts of the body than the others. That's because of the bonding agents, those little eights on the back, you know, like what mm -hmm. the heck? Like? Well, that has to deal with the bonding elements. And there was a bunch of challenges around that, why no one else had done that, but we were able to solve those problems. And it's become the, I think the number one selling magne magnesium product. I, I, getting close on the planet today. Wow. That's quite the accomplishment. That's huge. So there's seven different types of magnesium in here. Does that mean that's all of the types or are there still other forms oh, that yeah. are not included? No, there's a lot of different types of magnesiums on the market today. And this is one of the reasons that provides so much conclusion or confusion. When we started getting the research, different researchers will use different types of magnesium and then companies will build a product based on that. That doesn't mean to say that some magnesium of a different style would have created better results or different results. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Mm -hmm. And so when we did all the data crunching and all the research literature, we realized that we had to kind of go unsophisticate from that, test everything in conjunction with each other over, you know, because we're original OG biohackers. <laughs> and we're, we're just crazy about that and then and keep refining the formulations until we could do that and then solve the manufacturing issues which were significant in producing a product like this right i could imagine so do most people come to this product when they're stressed or have like muscle pain or what do you what would you say is like the typical person who's looking for something like this yeah inability to sleep Mm. muscle cramping an over anxiety based response to things in other words feeling stressed out it'd be that that word we call stressed out mm -hmm. uh, pms symptoms oh, is another big one and migraine headaches mm. muscle spasms of any store a sort or uh, an overly stimulating like too stimulated from caffeinated beverages and all of those are usually indications that there may be a magnesium uh, deficiency inside that person's. Yeah, I honestly, I think a lot of people are at that point where they're just like overstimulated, whether it's from work or electronics or caffeine, it's just kind of in our society now. So it makes sense to take something like magnesium to kind of like counteract that. So do you recommend people like magnesium load? I know you kind of have a program where you start taking more, I think it's for the first month, and then you ease off afterwards. Yeah, I mean, that's the research was based in orthomolecular nutrition, which was developed extensively by Dr. David Hawkins, Dr. Linus Pauling, and Dr. Abram Hoffer. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of explained the theory in our course, 84 Days. It's called the bucket theory of nutrition. And I explained mm -hmm. the mechanics of why you would increase the dose if you're deficient, you can do this with virtually any vitamin or mineral that you might be deficient in, and you'll have predispositions genetically and lifestyle and dietary choice wise that would preclude you from absorbing some products or might make you very good at absorbing it. And so when you put a label on, you have to give the minimal effective dosage on the label. <laughs> yeah. But 
the optimized dosage oftentimes is larger than that for a great segment of the population. So you basically do starting with one or two, you know, like two caps, take one in the morning, one in the afternoon, or one in the afternoon, one in the evening. And then you add one cap once or twice per day until you hit your tolerance dose. And you'll know when you take too much magnesium because you'll get the runs. It's called breaking the GI barrier in the scientific mm. terms. Yeah. We call it going to the runs. You get a little bit too early <laughs> in the stomach. You got to go to the bathroom and yeah. it's discomfort. And that's, that means that you just cut back. Uh, a half gram, which is about two capsules, if you're up to say four. Like I went up to almost six grams when I first did. It. I was so deficient. And wow. then I titrate down now. I thought I use about uh, one and a half to two, but I sweat a lot because I work out a lot and stuff like that. So my magnesium requirements are higher than other people. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I when I first started taking your magnesium, I did that and kind of played around with how much I should take. And I've stopped taking it and I'm kind of taking it sporadically, but now I feel like I need to start taking it again as I like I'm overworking and overstimulated. I can kind of just like feel that I need that. So when people kind of first start taking this holistic product, like do they feel benefits right away or is it something that kind of accumulates and they feel after a month or so? Yeah, two two weeks to one month. I mean, okay. a lot of people will report benefits right away, especially if they do the higher dosing. Like mm. they start to say, like, oh, the biggest thing is a lot of people take two caps before they go to bed and notice okay. changes in their sleep scores. Right? They're like, oh, I feel rested. I don't feel as froggy, or I'm not overstimulated from my caffeine and my cell phone the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most people will experience definitive benefits with whatever they were hoping to supplement for within the first two weeks. And that's why Uh, every product has a 365 day guarantee. So try a month. And if at the end of the month, you're not noticing a benefit, you just get your money back. But virtually everyone does see the benefit. It's it's, it's been a remarkable product for our company. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I haven't seen anything else like this on the market for sure. It's interesting because I had my DNA tested recently. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so part of what they look at is different minerals and how you respond to minerals and kind of the blueprint you have for minerals. And so they looked at my zinc genotype, which is really interesting, but they didn't look at magnesium. So is magnesium something that you could actually test for on like a DNA level and kind of understand if you should be taking more than the average person? Yeah. See, that's the thing right now with the DNA testing is that different companies are using mathematical algorithms based on data sets and AI mm-hmm. learning. So based on how they pre-program the data sets are going to determine some of the conclusions that they come to. And so everybody has maybe different focuses depending on the predispositions of that particular institution. Yeah, And that's why you always want to cross-correlate between a variety of tests to determine what might be most effective for people. Yeah. So I guess I could take the genes that I've had tested and then just search magnesium and see and do the research myself and figure it out. Well, and there's one other thing though, that, uh, that um, this is a constant topic that Matt and I have been working on and will be one of the subjects of our new book coming out next year. And that is, okay, most of the testing is based on what is the minimum required dose so that pregnant women do not produce uh, deficient children. In other words, there's birth defects. That's where the original RDA stuff cabinet is. So you don't. Mm-hmm. Get, that's not anywhere close to optimized. Right. And so, what we hope to establish over the next decade 
is what is the optimized dosage per person? And I think the genetics right now are showing predispositions of where you might need to take more of one vitamin or mineral or supplement or where you may have to work on a detoxification. And I think that's a great step. But I think within the next 10 years, machine learning is going to absolutely extend our life and quality of life exponentially. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, how do you even figure out what the optimized amount is? Like, that just seems so complicated. And like, there's so many variables. Yes. Well, that's where that's where the bucket theory Mm -hmm. of nutrition comes in. I I had to build up based on your current deficiencies. And I would Mm -hmm. use a spectra cell test as well. Spectra cell test will kind of give you one determination of how much your body's absorbing. You cross correlate it with your genetic testing, and then you increase the dosage until you get, you feel good. And then you titrate down the dosage to get your maintenance level, kind of what you just did. And then you kind of feel the drop. Oh, I need to reintroduce that product. And I think the more that people do this and monitor their life, there develops an intuitive aspect. You're like, oh, I need more of this, or I noticed this. And like, so for example, if I start craving carbohydrates, I know I'm probably not paying attention to my protein. I noticed if I'm not sleeping well, I'm probably not getting enough magnesium inside of my life, or, or I've got too much stimulation inside of my life. So you'll start to see these little patterns or the reemergence of things that went away when you did start supplementing afterwards, Mm -hmm. if you start to fall off the wagon and people do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, especially once you start your health journey and you start to feel better and then you stop feeling better or like new symptoms come up and you're like, where did this come from? But I think in the beginning, it's really difficult for people to kind of just be in tune with their bodies, you know, because like we've talked about, like you're kind of going from your job, you come home, you turn on the TV, you go from screen to screen to screen, and you don't really have time, don't have time. Like, so how do, I mean, this is kind of beyond what we're talking about, but do you have recommendations for people to kind of just start being more aware of their symptoms and their body in the first place? Yeah, right here. That's what I did. See, I'm an original biohacker. Bodybuilders, when Mm. we started out, we would actually just take a journal Mm. and we would record our biofeedback on a day-to-day basis how I felt when I woke up in the morning. Did I get a good sleep? Did I have food cravings that day? Did I feel groggy in the afternoon? Was I really super stiff or sore? How was my energy and my workouts? These type of things. And by keeping a journal of what you're doing every day, as well as what you eat, and you'll start to notice patterns. Mm -hmm. And this is the first step of biological feedback. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's very accurate it's really accurate because it is on your life, but you have to stop and start tracking this. And what I used with when I coached my clients back, at, you know, 25 years ago, I'd like write this down for two weeks, and they'd be like, "Come on, two weeks," and they would do it, and they'd be like, "Oh, my diet's not so good," and, and they'd start to notice patterns just by the process of writing it, and then the corrective measures began to illustrate, and you would see things correct over time. And then once you get empowered by that, then you become obsessed. Now with all the testing that, mm-hmm. yeah. for most people though, that are in that situation from screen to screen, to screen person, mm-hmm. they're going to need someone to hold them accountable yeah. period. They need yeah. a head coach, whether that's a nutritionist, a trainer, a naturopathic doctor, whoever you're going to, you need someone who has a good understanding of this to hold you accountable so that you'll actually do the work. Other words, you'll just yeah. default to the old system. Yeah. That's really interesting. Like, I actually really love the idea of that. And I'm going to look further into that in terms of 
like a female biohacking journal where I can like write down my symptoms and track it. Like, of course I track multiple things with apps and an aura ring and my temperature in the morning and that sort of thing. But I think it's really interesting to track specific symptoms that aren't hooked up to tech necessarily. Right. Mm -hmm. I I get slack. I get slack from this, from Mm. all my buddies in the biohacking world because, Oh yeah. Because I'm so dialed into my physiology from years of doing this that when I did my genetic testing, I, I was working with a naturopathic doctor to walk through my genetic test. And she goes, I am shocked by how you've actually made all these lifestyle integrations that offset your genetics, your genetic risk factors. Like wow. I had it like over 90% of the things that she was identifying. I said, yeah, I do this. And she's like, that's the exact thing that you should be doing for that. Now that took me 25 years to figure out now you can figure out in 25 minutes so but you want to what i encourage people who are born in the digital era as i call it Mm -hmm. i encourage them to correlate the data that they're getting from whatever devices and tests with how they feel yeah and that way how you feel will lead the data so that you want to reconnect to your physiology which was normal for people up until the last 50 years and it's just got really out of control. People are disassociated. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I'm actually going to think further on this because I love the idea, obviously of being intuitive and kind of going with how you feel, but then data, like you said, also plays a big part in two things. So like, I remember this past summer, like I've had my aura ring for three years and sometimes not as much anymore, but I used to kind of let it dictate my day. Like mm-hmm. I wake up and my my readiness score would be like a 90 and I'd be like, okay, today I can work out and do all these things. But then there's days when it doesn't match up, right? Like your readiness score is a 90, but you feel terrible or you feel great and your readiness score is a 20 or whatever it is. So like, what do you do when the data and your intuition don't match up? I always go with my intuition. Data is subject to far more variance than people want to believe. And if it comes down to a watch or a ring technology that was developed in the last five or 10 years versus what has evolved over 4 billion years on the planet, I'm going to default to the latter as opposed to the former. Now, I'm certainly in a small camp in the biohacking space Mm-hmm. around that. So we want to say that with a caveat. <laughs> yeah. 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 So do you track all of your supplements that you take as well? And then you write them down and like how you feel like everything? It used to be a, a more extensive than now. I almost work on almost exclusively tests, regular tests and intuition. Mm. So I literally feel things. Like I can walk, like I, one of my favorite things to do is to walk through a nutritional supplement store and I can walk through and I'll become cognitively aware of something I need to pay attention to, or I'll listen to different podcasts or different elements. And because my brain is so on this all Mm -hmm. the time, like in the background, my RAS, something will come in that's related to something I tried to, and then I'll run an experiment. And then when I run the experiment, related to maybe a various function of the body or whatever, I'll be like, oh, 
look at that. I was able to produce that result. I might've been deficient in that, or I could have optimized that dosage. And, and so that's kind of where I'm at now. And, and there's literally, I'm running experiments every month like that on my own self. It's, it, it, it never ends and it's awesome, especially that's, now competing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I mean, like you're that tapped in that mm-hmm. you can do that. And like, that's really not a lot of people at this point. Like yeah. you're like in the minority for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of, like mm-hmm. I said, my lifestyle leading up to this. I've been, I was a, started bodybuilding 35 years ago and I lived in a rural setting without technology as a kid. I mean, that's huge. Like when does that even happen for children today? Doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Do you have kids using your magnesium product? Do you can you recommend it for children or no? Oh yeah. Kids yeah. do well, especially because kids are on technology all the time and they're yeah. usually immersed in, you know, mm-hmm. EMF fields. Mm-hmm. Do you think that EMF has a bigger impact on our magnesium levels, or do you think it's more the lack of magnesium in our food? I think it's a combination of both because and there's a variance between how uh, there's a variance in the population. Everything goes on a standard bell curve about how impacted they are on how your cells absorb uh, various elements. And so magnesium is part of that process. You know, you get your okay. big minerals that deal with your calcium pumps and calcium, potassium, sodium, magnesium are really key elements inside of how things travel in and outside the cells. Mm-hmm. And the EMF radiation impacts some people more if you're predisposed to that versus non-predisposed to those responses. So some people can't handle any Wi-Fi at all. They just scrambles their system. And it has to do with the way the cell structures and how the gates turn on and turn off inside the cells. And magnesium is a key element in that process. And we're usually over-calcified, too much calcium, not enough magnesium, which interact with each other directly. Hmm. And what about people who take like Epsom salt or magnesium baths? Like, how do you feel about it going through the skin barrier? Yeah, it's minimally effective. You know, if you look at if you look at topographical absorption rates that are involved, most of the technology, a lot of it was developed in France, is highly sophisticated in order to break through the skin barrier system when delivery of elements, minerals, vitamins, drugs, all that sort of stuff. So that's always been a, a compounding issue. So I think it was a sick to su- or superhuman radio with Carl and answered that question. And he was one of the old school guys developing ways of putting stuff dermologically on the skin to do that. And it's very complex and requires a lot of smart chemistry. Wow. Yeah. Interesting because like magnesium baths and salt baths are very popular, like in all self-care bubbles and worlds and circles. So it's interesting that it's actually not that as effective as we might think it was. Well, I think there is a relaxation response that's involved in that. Yeah. But far as the absorption into yeah. your, you know, your cells of your body, that's a different ball game. So I think the relaxation effect mm-hmm. of a magnesium bath with say essential oils or something like that, I think that is definitive, yeah. which may be treating the symptom of a magnesium deficiency in the first place Mm -hmm. or stress response in the body. And so, but what we're addressing it is trying to go upstream into the actual cells themselves to address it there. Yeah. I I don't think people should discontinue their magnesium. Yeah. Result baths. I think they're great. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, yeah. Like you said, like it relaxes you and helps with the symptoms, but it's not going to increase your magnesium levels on a cellular level. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So do you recommend just on average people take like one to two caps a day, like after that loading period and just kind of for life, I guess? Yeah. I th- I, most people will find, I always think of, you're looking at about one cap for every 50 pounds of body weight. Okay. So, and then athletic endeavors, if you sweat a lot, you're doing a lot of sauna or hot stuff, you might need more magnesium as well as sodium. And it also depends if you're predisposed for deficiency or, you know, you have a good metabolism of it. So for most people, that's between two, two and four caps per day is sufficient. I do recommend divided dosages. Most people like to take it before bed though, because it does seem to enhance their sleep and recovery. Yeah. Cool. That's good to know. Cause I actually sauna and use the steam room a lot. And I've actually never thought about, obviously I take electrolytes when I go in, but I've never thought about magnesium during that or like increasing my levels more because of that. Yeah, it's huge. It's a huge mm. fact. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I guess you're just like sweating it out when you sweat out the other minerals. Uh, I have a theory, and this is a theory. It's not a, a <laughs> that a lot of the athletes who have heart arrhythmias are related to magnesium deficiency because it's involved in the firing of the heart. And I think they sweat a lot and they start depleting their key elements to a considerable level. And a lot of them will address electrolytes, but they don't supplement with magnesium. And if they're predisposed to that, I think that uh, could be a problem. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, if anyone wants to enter the giveaway, it's now live on my Instagram account. And if you're interested in buying it yourself, you can go to bioptimizers.com and try their magnesium.